0: Every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny. You act like I don't have no taste or no flavor, I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like, that's what I like, that's my type of shit, you know? Don't well, you know the just say something night, It's showtime. Ava DuVernay is making a movie by the Central Park Five. It was by her and Oprah. Oh. She's casting kids to play the, um, the Central Park Five.
1: Okay, so...
0: Do you know that story?
1: I do not know that story.
0: Basically, five kids in New York City got accused of raping a white woman in Central Park. And basically, they got railroaded by the system and, and uh, coer- coerced into guilty pleas and all went to jail for years and years. Uh, one of the people who made sure they went oh, to jail- Oh, I know jail. what this
1: is. I yeah. know what this is.
0: One of the people who made sure they went to jail is y'all's president.
1: Yeah, I remember this.
0: Who took out a whole op-ed, talking about they were guilty. Turns out, of course, they were very unguilty. And they caught the person who actually did it years and years later with DNA. And they released the, um, the kids. The kids all suit New York City, and they all got millions of dollars in settlements. Yeah.
1: I remember, but that. they lost twenty years of their lives. Exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I remember this um, this story. It was on. I was reading. I was watching it on PBS. It was a documentary. So. Yeah. Yep. Um, it was it was brought up. Do you remember that podcast called Serial? Yeah. So it was brought up. Because remember the first season of Serial was about that boy, yeah. who, uh, who who they had accused of of raping and um, killing his girlfriend, yeah, in, um, somewhere in New York.
0: Not New York. It was in um was not New York. It was like Baltimore or something. <laughs> Oops, some
1: But anyways, so yeah, um, Atlanta. So welcome everybody. Uh to the Say Something Nice podcast. I am your host, Ali, and I'm joined by Brandon.
2: Mm-hmm. Make Brandon noises. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So, and we are here to review the latest episode of Atlanta. Um, this is Atlanta season two, uh, episode eight, entitled Woods. And this episode is directed by Hiro Murai, mm-hmm. and it's written um, by Donald Glover and Stephanie Robinson. But just by Stephanie
0: Robinson, Donald Glover gets credit because he's the creator. Oh, okay. That's how IMDb does it.
1: I see. So yeah, so this decided to let's let's get a let's get a woman to um, to um, write this episode and not not have a woman write the Van episode because. <laughs>
0: I think what happened is that, you know, the guy who wrote it, he apparently was not a Glover's photographer. So I'm thinking they gave him the episode because, you know, he has the inside scoop on, you know, that sort of culture. Okay. But, you know, that didn't work out too well when people, you know, saw the, a lot, a lot of people were very angry about the, the patients of the women in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, you know, and Twitter was, you know, back and forth for a couple of days.
1: Yeah. So um, this episode is a very paperboy-centric episode. It's his. It's this episode. Yeah. Last episode was focused on Van. The episode before that was focused on on Darius. Well, this episode is is paperboy. Um,
0: paperboy. Um. Uh,
1: just a a really short synopsis. It is it is basically the we we f- we basically find paperboy in a. In a series of of, of um,
0: unfortunate events,
1: unfortunate events that that all the, the the catalyst of which was an argument over fame, yeah. and and popularity, and just what it is to have a brand and a popular brand in in society right now in a society that is so very controlled and influenced by social media, popular. He has to be popular. So, so yeah, um, that's basically stuff. His office. Brandon, what did you feel when you first saw this episode? After this, fir- after your first go on this episode, what did you feel? Terror.
2: If there's one thing you don't want to do, it's get lost in the woods in North Georgia because you don't know what you'll find out there. And Paperboy has found a whole lot of um, what you don't want to find out there.
1: Yeah. Um, so at first when I was watching this episode, I, I was kind of um, taken aback at first because I thought that it might be a bit difficult to relate to Paperboy because... Are you never been lost in the woods? No, I have not. Um, uh, we can arrange that tomorrow. There are woods all at the back of my house when I live back on the island. And
0: Do you want to go get lost in the woods? I can drop you off. In hearing y'all's
1: hillbilly um, ass,
0: I can just drop you off, like go down the street a couple of miles, drop you off, and then
2: like when you find your way, you can um, call me from a pay phone. I'll take your phone too, of course, you know, to make it authentic.
1: I don't know why are you, are you trying to write a, uh, uh, you trying to write for, what's that? What's that? That, that horror company. House. Yeah. you trying to write one of those uh, uh screenplay?
0: I was just messing with you,
1: man. Anyways. Um, anyways. So, so yeah, it, it may be kind of where like, hmm, am I able to relate to what people boys going through in terms of just the celebrity aspect of it? Um But it became clear to me as he had conversations with certain people um, throughout this episode, you know, that he he has somewhat of an idea of what he does not want to turn into. Right. Right. I cannot. I cannot honestly say that I know exactly what people boy wants. I just know what he doesn't want. I, I think I know what he wants.
0: He wants to be able to still be him. And be a quote unquote regular person while having to do all of famous people's stuff. But the episode basically is literally like God teaching him, no, this shall not do. You have to make a decision.
1: Yeah. You not not acting or not um not not or choosing to not decide is a choice too. Right. And that is a choice that the universe just will not put up with. Nope. So so yeah, Brandon, could you take us into the first scene?
0: All right, so the first scene is a paper boy at, at the house. He is asleep. It is like 11, it's like 11.30 in the, in the morning. Um, and his mom comes over and starts grabbing random clothes. He
1: starts cleaning up the place.
0: And starts cleaning up the place and starts humming, um, leaning on the everlasting arms.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, I knew. So I knew somebody would have gotten that. Thank you. And she was like when she 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 was doing the hook. Yeah, she was in the hook. She didn't get, to, she, didn't get to, she didn't get to she didn't get to she didn't get to the chorus until the end. She was out of air shot when she started the chorus. But you do, you're black. You know that hook. So yeah, I was like, okay, come on.
0: That is a black. That is a black mother right there. That
1: is a black mom. She was like. And the moment she's because at first I was like I don't know who that is, but when she started moving stuff around, I was like, "If that's not a mother," and so she's like, "I raised you to be in the jockey like exactly because that's that's something that my mom would do when if she comes to my place, she cleans. She will look around and she will find everything to rearrange. Mind you, though, I'm not a very messy Arlie, person.
0: This, I but she hurt. will
1: always find something to move. Why around didn't you clean? Place. So anyway, so yeah, I I thought, man, those are some very motherly-like qualities. Um, um, because at first, I, you know what I thought? I thought, wow, he has a maid? He has somebody to come clean up for him? But the moment she started talking, it's all casual and stuff. I was like, ooh, that's somebody, mom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Beaver Boy
1: decides that, you know what? I'm just going to nap here literally all day. Yeah. Because the lights, you can tell… The passage of time because the lights go down. Oh no, that, that was just. A but was that just door. her closing the door? She just closed the door, and it just went back.
0: Also,
2: oh, she had the door open all the time when she was cleaning inside. Yeah, let all, let all the, let all the outside in. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, because when they when they go to the, the the um the credit shot, you know, like the um the car with you know the Atlanta logo and stuff on it which was this time it was on a, um, on a, a coaster, which is not being used. Right. Uh, it's still 11.46 in the morning yeah. on, his, on his iPhone. And so, Ernest texted him multiple times.
1: Yeah, Ernest is trying to get to him. I think eventually Ernest does call him and is like,
2: yeah.
1: hey, he's basically telling him, hey, did you sign those, those papers that I, I gave you? Yeah. Because, you know, they need to be signed by next week. Yeah. You know, And I assume these might be like a contract maybe? To yeah, some contract, probably for like a, a show or some money. Something
0: that involves them getting money.
1: Okay. And, you know, um, Boy essentially hangs up on him, Brandon. Yeah. He just hangs up on him. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So turns it off, right? And then, um, he finally decides, when he finally decides to to get up off, off his ass and, you know, start the day off, you know, he's he's essentially heading on a date. Quote-unquote yep. date with Sierra,
0: the Instagram wig saleswoman.
1: Yeah. Now, mind you, though, Brandon, when when your boy Darius said that he was going to make something, and he said that he was making, I think it was something to do with... Pasta. Yeah, he's making pasta. He's and like, it's like, I just- when did you learn how to make pasta? In a dream, he said. Mare Cheese was there, and lay from Dharma and Greg. Explain that reference, please.
0: I guess so. I guess it's Dharma, who I believe was played by um, Jenna Elfman. I mean, double check that, but you know who Mary Cheese is, right? I have no idea. Mary Cheese is the mayor of like Hamburger Town, whatever, from McDonald's, whatever they call it, in raw (laughs) McDonald land. Though, like, you you see, like, the little characters on the McDonald's things. He's the big hamburger who has the mayor
2: shit on. Okay. I see. Okay. So,
1: yeah. Um, there it says to before he leaves, there it says to hurry on back because you need to try this because I'm about to put my whole foot in it. And did he lift? And he sure as hell lifted his entire foot, Brandon. See, that was a dad joke. That was kind of silly. And he tried to put his foot in it. And I'm just like, I'm so happy that by the time he did that, Paperboy was already turning his back, leaving the, the, the house. My problem before that, he was wiping his nose like nine times. I'm like, I'm not eating
0: this shit, Darius. <laughs> I'm He's sorry. sorry. You know I don't play that. So
1: <laughs> but anyways, yeah. And also, um, Darius asked him like the nature of the relationship with the woman that he's about to go out with.
0: Yeah, it's like, right. Oh, is that your girlfriend?
1: Because, you know, he's just like, you know, you've been, you've, you've been talking to her for a while now. And I've seen you, you've you've been out with her before, right? Is this a thing? Is this something serious? And he's like, no, man, I'm just, you know, we just we're just chilling, you know. And you know, of course, whenever someone says something out on TV, you automatically think that there's something more behind it. It's just that that character just doesn't want to say.
0: There may be something that it wasn't there before. Ah, <sighs>
1: jeez. So yeah. What, mama? Oh boy. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So Brandon, uh, uh, he would continue. So the scene, the scene goes into outside. He hops into. Um, the vehicle with her. Yeah, and uh, what happens next? First of all, she got the Cab County
0: tag, so she so that's where she live. Mm-hmm. Decatur, where it's greater or somewhere over there. Um, first of all, um, don't look too hard at the um at the background they're driving past. I think they drove past the same spot in Roswell, mm-hmm. like the little the little downtown area, twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> in like the production truck. Uh but yeah, so they're talking having a discussion because you know, it's like she used to be a stripper. And she's like, Did you usually go to that club over there that they point at? She's mm-hmm. like, you know, I used to dance in there like a bunch. You ever been in there? He's like, Yeah, I've been in there. Then I might have
1: given you a lap. I
0: probably would have thought you were some thirsty broke nigga who just wound up so I probably thought you was just a raggedy hoe with too many stretch marks. And she's like, What? What <laughs> you playing? Oh <laughs> you funny. No. That's actually the on right now. And- I think she went to the Raven Simone school of double takes. Oh God. Because she has that Raven Simone. Yeah, you know Raven Simone does that great double take.
1: She did that. Yeah. Yeah. She her reaction and yeah. her <laughs> reaction and, and his and the things that he says, it's just like, because you know, just because just because of of Paperboy's attitude and the fact that we've been following him for two seasons now, mm-hmm. we know when he says shit, he means it. Yeah. So he probably meant what he what he was t- saying there about the whole stretch marks thing, but we're not going to tell that to Sierra. Right. So let's let let's let Sierra continue living in her little world, but continue, Brandon. Right.
0: And so you know they're sitting there grinning and stuff and everything like, but like they talk about you know they have discussion that continues on through the next couple of scenes about you know you know she's famous now, newly famous with money. He's newly famous with money. She's sort of kind of. Accepted that and sort of kind of started altering her um, lifestyle because right. of it. Because and like she takes paperboard to this expensive men's store where all the shit's probably like like two hundred, three hundred dollars a piece, right? And she's like, "You need to dress differently. People don't want famous people to look like them. They don't want to keep seeing you run being uh, rag, a you know, raggedy, sweaty nigga in polos and khaki shorts, right? What they want to
1: see is they want to see a like a almost like an unattainable goal, something to aspire to. Right. But if you're just walking around looking all regular and shit, then you know, she's saying that that's, you know, people are going to look down on it, right? And that right. he might lose his popularity. because His he's, credibility. Yeah, because he's, yeah, credibility because he's on a rise right now.
0: Yeah. He, he, like he's really just trying to like stay himself. And it's funny because he's, he's like, how much does this cost? He's like, don't matter. Uh, ask Earn to get it for you. You know, I I I earn to really do that sort of thing. He really know how to do that. And so she's like, What? You need to upgrade. So we've been getting all these hints throughout the entire season. All like, throughout the season. Yeah, that Paperboy is gonna drop Ernest's as his manager at some point. It's gonna happen. It's inevitable.
1: Yeah, at this point, it's just this is a, the first one first time when they literally just shove it in your face. Where it's just yeah. like, You need a new manager. Yeah. You need somebody who who is out here who will fight for you. She's fighting she for you. She said you need a manager with a
0: big dick. I mean, she meant that in a certain way. That, made you know, she meant a manager who mean, had,
1: you know, yeah. But I, I like how she worded it, though. She's like, listen, that's just what it is. You need a manager, or at least a manager who acts like he has a big dick. What really she's saying for the people who are just so thick headed out there, she's really saying, you, you need someone who will go to back for you every single time. Someone who is, while you're sleeping in bed at 11.46, He's out there working the streets for you. Right. He's out here bringing you stuff. He's getting you free shit. He is getting you promotions. He's getting you appearances and whatnot. Do you feel like Ernst's doing that, Brandon? No, of course not. Okay then.
0: But yeah, so she's um they go outside and see her, take some pictures with some people who recognize her from Instagram. Right. And there's hype to get a picture and him, her and, um, Al go into the nail salon and, um, they are both getting pedicures. Yep. And it's funny because it's like, she's like, I'm surprised you coming here. You know, like most dudes think it's gay. They, are, <laughs> they are, you know, like, like niggas, she's not lying. To, she's not lying. Uh, niggas need <laughs> learn how to take care of their hands, their feet, their skin. Some of them need makeup more than I do. he's like, you don't need makeup. I know, but that's not she to say, but it's for my image. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, you could tell as the conversation goes on though, Brandon, while they were in the, the, um, the, the manicure, getting their, their manicure that Paperboy is getting increasingly irritated by, by the, by the conversations, the, 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 the things that she keeps stating about herself, the state of, of social media. It's like, yeah, he's, she's turning into right before his eyes. He's rapidly seeing the things in her that he absolutely does not want for himself. Right. Right. It's this constant talk about what other people think of you. Yep. This constant talk about how else can I stunt on everybody. Yeah. This, you know, even, even for example, her actions in the, in the, she yeah. starts snapping so at the, um, she snaps at, the, at, at the, 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 the women in there. And she does it in not just a, a rude way. But in a rude, racist way too. Yeah,
0: stop, stop it. I, when they start talking different languages, that's how you know they're talking about you. And this one right
1: here, she's always rude to me. I always got an attitude. And it's just... It's really ugly to watch because when people start acting like that, you just know that you see, they feel I'll, like... Can I be honest with you though? Yeah. I i probably think some of them things. I
0: don't know if I say them out loud, but I, you know, they do be talking about your ass.
1: <laughs> okay, so... Confession, confession, I swear. <laughs> this is one of those things that really rubs. I personally don't like that, right? Mm-hmm. But every time, like myself, my mom and my sister go out, my and they, they love people watching and whatnot, mm-hmm. they will get into a Patois conversation about people right next to me. Yeah. Because, they, because they, know they, nobody knows it. Yeah, they know that no one knows what you're talking about. No one knows that language. And they will do it in front of me because they want me to get to get into it. And they want me to laugh or whatever. And it kind of rubs me the wrong way. Because I know that when someone is speaking another language, if I get introduced by some, to someone, right? And then my friend and that person start right in front of me talking a different language, I'm going to feel left out. And I feel some type of way. So I don't want to make other people feel that way if I'm in public within earshot, and talking and laughing and giggling. Mm. It just makes... It feels impolite to me. Giggling. So, but anyways, to each his own, right? Mm. But the point of the matter is Sierra is... She's realized that she's gone to the point of popularity and, and that sort of celebrity where... She can do that without any repercussions, or at least she thinks she can do that without any repercussions. She can snap on whoever she wants to. She she will get free shit. She will she will you know um, go out and and elicit you know she she'll get photos. She'll get every 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 time she meets somebody, it's another photo op. It's another opportunity to get tagged. It's an opportunity to geotag where she is to to so that way you know her Instagram page can blow up. But to Paperboy, all of that in his mind is being fake. Yeah. Right? Because Paperboy is all of this. His his um his MO is to to be true to myself is to to yes, go out there and hustle and make money, but but stay stay the same. Stay the same kind of guy that started from nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, stay stay with that kind of personality. So I I, and Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you feel like as if he's doing that so that way because he wants to be humble, he wants to make sure he he stays humble, or because he's seen something, he's seen something about the people that his other quote unquote counterparts, his colleagues, for example, Clark County, Clark County is clearly fake, right? What both both oh. Where he's trying so, to be humble, humble, and don't want to turn into Clark County. Right. So he's seen that in in his colleagues, like Clark County, and that turns him that turns him off. So he's out here trying to be one of the quote unquote realist people out here. You can. He wants to be the kind of guy where, yes, I'm blowing up your your radio, right? But you can meet me on the streets, and you can still. You know, uh, you know, you can still have a, a, a regular ass conversation. You can meet me at the barbershop and we can still shoot the shit. You know, you can see me walking and not in an escalade and that'll be just okay. But the problem is that's just not how this, this, this particular world is structured at the moment. We are driven by social media at every, every angle. You just can't get away with it. In fact, Brandon is now staring at his phone, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And I have my phone on my lap right now because I don't want to miss when it vibrates so I can take a peek at what's going on next. All right. See, all of that is, is contributing to why Paperboy might want to stay real. He doesn't have to go full on into social media, which is why he has a manager. <laughs> his manager should be doing that for him right well no not in this day and age oh yeah well I feel like you should you should have people who if you, get, if you blow up they should they should be the ones to assist you with social media you should have a social media like a liaison or someone who would help you because you will get some people out here that are like um, boy, who's just like I don't want to fuck with any of that shit but I'll give that responsibility to somebody else you know, and I'll tell them the parameters of of like updating my social media. You know, don't be posting wild pictures of every little thing, but just post the things that I feel catch me in a light that depicts me as a real down to earth person. And that's it, and just let the person let the person go. But disconnecting yourself completely from that, I think that's not a smart maneuver right now in this day and age for Paperboy. Right. What do you think, Brandon? I, I agree, but also like. The way they want you to do social media now
0: is they do want the person to do it. Like, they'll, you, a lot of people have professional as well to like also post, but you know, the whole thing of social media is people want to see that person living their life.
1: That is what one of the, and you'll notice too, like, there's a a couple of things that validate, that sort of authenticate certain celebrities on social media. For example, Twitter, Twitter has a little check mark um, symbol that tells you that. This person has been verified. Yes, this is Beyonce. Yes, this is Britney Spears. Yes, this is, you know, Cardi B. You know, um, does Instagram have an equivalent to that, Brandon? Yeah, they do. What is that? That they Instagram Same has. Same thing, check marks. A check mark next to Instagram yep. profiles. Okay. So Instagram has that too. People, I think that maybe Paperboy doesn't realize that maybe just yet. Maybe he doesn't realize that he can use that to his advantage. But the point is, he just doesn't want to mess with social media because he, he feels like as if it's, it's the one thing that will completely derail his, his sort of attitude and outlook on himself. So, yeah. Right.
0: And so basically, uh, what happens here is that Sierra takes a photo of her and Paperboy getting their nails done. And she's like, she's like delete that photo, delete that photo. And she won't do it. And then, you know, he, he basically wigs out on her and talks about how, you know, like, um, you turn into one of them stuck up, you know, s- famous celebrity people that I don't like. And he basically gets about the water, feet half done, <laughs> walks out the door. <laughs> She's like, where are you going? I'm
2: leaving. I drove. I can walk. Oh, man.
1: Ugh.
2: That's an old black,
0: that's an old black Atlanta nigga who still call, who calls women the hoe. How
1: world. old do you think they're, they're trying to portray people paperboy as? In mid, show? mid to late 30s?
2: I say like mid 30s, I don't want to say late, like about like about my age.
0: But he's clearly been raised by old Southern A- A- Atlanta people and been around older like, just like, like heads in just like the city in general. Because he talks like an Atlanta guy from like the 90s. Okay. Which is by design. Okay. Like he talks like this sort of kind of person who doesn't really, not they don't exist in Atlanta anymore, but they're being forced out of Atlanta thanks to gentrification. Okay, like the dude in the episode, season one, episode two, the one who's like marrying him about ten love years.
1: That dude. Okay, mm-hmm. but but yeah, so he storms out of the nail parlor, um, with his bare with his bare feet still wet and his shoes in his hand. And he's walking out. Um, he's like, you know what, F it? I'm just going to walk to wherever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Brandon, as he walks, um, we notice, we, we just see very, very down-to-earth urban sort of settings. Or not really urban settings, but just... Suburban. Down-to-earth suburban settings, right? What do you think about how the cinematography is in this, in this particular part? It's very nice. It's
0: very like, it It creates the mood.
1: Yeah. What I got out of that was this is what Paperboy is talking about when it comes to being real. Right? This is, this is the, the, it's literally all these little scenes where it's just, it's all quiet. A lot of this episode are like patches of quietness where it's just take what you will, interpret the scene you know, exactly how you would like it to right? So he's moving and you see things like um, underneath a highway um, pass, you see, you know, a storefront, right? You see uh, um, traffic lights, you see a railroad with bush and all that sort of stuff over there, right? And he's just trudging, trudging along on the side of the road. And you get the idea that this might be an arduous task for him, but this is way better in his mind than being anywhere near Sierra. Yeah. This is real, Brandon, for him.
2: Yep. Yeah, it's real Atlanta. Yeah. That's what he thinks is that's what he feels like is, is real Atlanta. Yep. And it's going away. Being replaced by apartments that cost fourteen hundred dollars a goddamn amount. For
0: one bedroom. For one bedroom. One. Seven hundred and fifty feet.
2: Would the apartment suck me off in the morning? My goodness. Anyways, yeah. So continue on that, Brandon.
0: What happens next? So, um, he's out um someplace by the by train tracks. Um, like that we drive way down El so I'm not sure exactly where it is, but like he comes across. Uh, uh, three guys, three younger guys who recognize him. They're like, oh shoot, that's, that's boy. And you know, he's all like, yeah man. What are you doing? Walking. And You ain't got no car or anything? He's like, oh, can I just walk? And, he's, and then one of the kids is like, oh, you're keeping it real. Shit. And then one of them throws his drink in his face. I also got to mention, uh, Alfred sat down and had him a Crystals before this thing happened. But yeah, so one kid throws drink in space and they all re-jump him basically. Right. To try, you know, to, um, snatch all his stuff, his chain and everything. One kid gets away with his watch. Uh, Paperboy, uh, knocks the fuck, knocks the fuck out of, um, one of the other kids. And then the third one has a gun. Right. But he headbutts him and, um, try and like, and then runs when he like recovers and starts shooting into the woods. So I'm like, Paperboy, Paperboy. And this scene was, it,
1: it got, I was like, ooh, this shit flipped really quickly didn't Yeah. <laughs> it scared me because, they timed it really well not really timed it but they also they also said that at the moment when that he was getting jumped a train was passing overhead so that masked the noise of the of him being mugged basically so the train is passing he's getting into a you a, know you know a, a, you know, a, a scuffle yeah. with the with the kids you know the the, the drink in the face you know they they knock him down they start they start punching him to sort of Incapacitate him so that they can get his chain, they can get his, his watch, they can get his wallet. And I think like Brandon said, they only got away with his watch. Was his watch. watch. I think they might have got... Did they the get problem. his chain too? Because he had a chain around his neck, Brandon. But I don't think... I think when he was walking in the forest, he didn't have the chain anymore. Let me, let me check. They might have snatched... You know, he got the watch. I think they might have got
0: the... Sh- they got the chain and the phone. Okay. So yeah. Because like the one he pushed away it did have the chain and the phone.
1: Yeah. But the guy with the gun, now, mind you, though, I would not—I don't think I would have been bold enough to, to try to disable someone with a gun, Brandon. But I think Paperboy is, like you just said, one of those old school cats who, when, when a gun is pointed at their face, that's like disrespect. Yeah. That is, that is disrespect that, that he will just not stand for. No. Nope. And so he grabs onto the gun, which I, I don't think anybody… Any other person. Oh yes,
0: oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, we both yes, we both we prefer for the gun, the gun, the gun, reach for the gun, reach for the gun for the gun. Chicago. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, they both oh yes they both oh yes, they both reached for the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun. Both reached for the gun. Everything's a musical, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Pepper Boy runs down to the woods, dodging bullets. He runs as far as he can and go, just jumps behind like he a. Find, he finds a little a, a hidey spot. hiding spot and grabs a stick. I was like, ooh, this is a black dick. <laughs> he grabs a stick. I was like, yeah, that's going to help. It will, as much as it can. But so he hides out for a while until he doesn't hear anybody anymore. And so he's out here in the middle of these woods, doesn't know where he is, and he just starts walking. So he is somewhere up in, like, I'm guessing the north part of the city, just lost.
1: Wherever he is, this is a wooded area, and it's getting dark. Yeah. So you can walk all you want to, but if I were you, (laughs) yeah, that is just really creepy. Yeah,
0: he has no phone, so he can't call nobody.
1: No phone, no money. You.
2: There's just, just a lot of woods and fog. Basically. That's very good. That's a
0: very opening credits as a get out.
1: Yeah. And, and as <laughs> with every time somebody walks through a forest, you know, after a while and you're, you're, your emotions are high, you got the adrenaline pumping, you are nervous, you know, all of just everything is on a 10. You start hearing stuff that may not necessarily be here. So Al is hearing things like,
2: Peeper boy.
1: Baby boy. And then somebody laughing. You hear somebody guffawing in the distance. You're wondering from which directions are coming from. Where should I go next? It's all just really, really ominous and creepy.
0: Yep. And then he runs into this random
1: dude in the middle of the woods. That who guy. Who himself wily like Wiley Coyote. Yeah, that dude, I don't know where he came from, but he was just there. He's probably like a homeless guy who lives in the woods. Yeah, I mean, but he's, man, he's just like, yeah. It's just kind of like there. And from the moment I saw it, I was like, oh, he started, he started chatting up. People I was like, ooh, we're about to find an oracle character right here. He about to drop some bars because, you know, it's always those kind of people.
2: Yeah, You always get wisdom from a, um, a crazy old man In a green trench coat Yeah That joke will pay off later in this episode, trust me
1: So Brennan, what kind of direction does the, does the um, oh, yeah. conversation Speaking of directions
0: So he's like, you looking for them boys, them bad boys? And yeah. I was like, yeah, which yeah. way they go? They went that way Then they went that way it was like pointing right first, then it was left. Then went that way, pointing up, and just starts laughing. And so th- that shit gets really creepy, really fast. Uh, the dude offers him um, chapstick and, and money.
1: First of all, how blown were you when he was just like, "You want some money? I got some money."
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like, he's like,
0: "I'm sorry, I'm just high." I'm like, you really is high.
1: Yeah, You're you really high. are. Like, <laughs> I, I ain't getting that. I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm just high. Okay.
0: Shit. And so, and so Paperboy just tries to walk on his own, and then we get like this overhead aerial shot of the woods. And it's like, it's beautiful, but it's
1: beautiful. I'm like, shit. But creepy because the orientation that's sort of bird's eye view of the forest leaves you completely clueless about in which direction you should go. Right. So it's like, it's not just that on, as you're walking through the forest, you don't know which direction. Dude, an aerial view doesn't help you either. <laughs> so if you were a bird, you would still be screwed. So they're trying to... I love this 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 visual because it it makes you feel like you're sort of enclosed, right? In this sort of pocket dimension. And you really don't know how Al's going to find his way out of that. Right.
0: And like, listen, this show... What's this? Threat of Photography's name again? I'm going to look at it real right quick on the credits here. Um, the director of photography is named Christian Spencer. Shout out to Christian Spencer. Sprintzer. Sprintzer is an R in there. Sprintzer. Mm-hmm. Christian Sprencer. Listen, a, every shot in this, in this episode is fucking beautiful. Even all these creepy shots. So he's walking through the woods and there's fucking dead deer everywhere. Yeah.
1: Nothing is, nothing is, everything is deliberate.
0: Yeah. And like it's, a dead deer here, a dead deer here. And the old man decides to call him deer guts. Yeah. And it's funny because it's like he's like um I' what I'm to call you deer guts um just big black deer guts huh? and paperboy charges do he's like you know you just like your mom and it just starts like I was like wait a minute is this will be his dad I thought yeah. we already met his
1: dad and again I have to remind myself okay yeah he did say he's just high yeah so it, but it's it's one of those things where it's like it's like there's this surrealism going on here too right because it's like. Yes, I know this is a vagrant. I know he's high. But because I'm watching a show, there's a good chance that there is is a mystical element at play. And we've seen this before. We've talked about it on a number of occasions that Atlanta is in and of itself a character as well. And we've seen on a number of occasions that there have been very strange occurrences That people can't explain, but they chalk it up to, that's just living in Atlanta. Yes. So, so take what that guy said. Well, to be
0: fair, wise homeless people you will find everywhere. Because when you don't have any place to live, you learn a lot about the world very quickly.
2: All you have is just time to observe. Right. And learn.
1: So, yeah. Him boy, um, basically, he he sort of jacks up the guy and because he's he's fed up, he's had enough, you know, he wants the guy to turn around, and just leave, leave him alone. Um, but that guy, he's he's persistent. Mm-hmm. That this, this, this dude, him, his red drink,
0: and um, humming, thank you for being a friend for some reason.
2: <laughs> I didn't get that, I didn't know he was humming that. Yeah, interesting. Okay.
0: And so it's funny because him and Paperboy start having a conversation about, you know, basically, ma- you got to make the decision. And it's, you know, it's meta textual from our conversation from earlier about him having to make a decision about his life and his right. lifestyle. Because um, like Paperboy, basically, he's just stood here and just given up. He doesn't know where he is. He's lost. He's just sat down. And so the dude basically is like threatens him into finding his way out you know, pulls out a fucking box cutter, puts it to his neck. Yeah. It's like, make the decision. Not making the decision is a decision, you know, and everything.
1: It it was really something that's on that. And it's the, it's the, the wording too, again, nothing is not deliberate in the show. Right. So he threatens the, the, the vagrant pulls a knife on him, he threatens him and he's like, make a decision. But the creepy, the thing that I thought was so creepy is when Paperboy backs away from him and the guy still is talking. still talking to the empty space that used to have Paperboy. Yeah. It's funny because he said something about like, like um, you run out of
0: time. The only people who got time are dead. And if you're dead, I'm getting them shoes.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It's very creepy. So anyways, so Al manages to, uh, manage to sort of, you know, get away from the, the guy at first. But if you remember, Brandon, it's at that point that he starts the the, the forest starts coming alive, essentially. In a yeah. crescendo of, of noises and yeah. sounds. Yeah. So this
0: this the um the sound design gets really really creepy here. Like it yeah. becomes its own character. It's like a cartoon forest where like if it was a cartoon, like little eyes would be coming out and like you know like um the trees are turning into monsters, like Snow White. Right. You've seen Snow White, right? Yes. It actually is very much like Snow White. That scene where um, where the huntsman doesn't kill her but says just sends her into the woods. Yeah, run away, go get out of here, run to the woods fast and never come back. Mm. And so he's running through the woods. The wood uh, he sees more gutted deers and one of it. The homeless man is guts these deers and does, you know eats a little bit of it and just lets rest sit. Oh my god. Oh, um, and so he's just running and running, you know, for his life, and then he eventually. His feet, the, 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 uh, the leaves on his feet turn to pavement.
2: Right. And lo and behold, he has found himself a BP station. Yep. And he just starts crying.
1: Yeah. I, I just... I, I have to admit, Brandon, that when I was in the forest with, with Beer Boy, you know, and, and I really felt like I was in there, too. Yeah. Like, when he left, he... He, for the first time I've seen this character in all this this um, this show, I have never seen this character filled with so much terror no. before. So I really felt for him. When he got on pavement, I was like, oh, praise Jesus. <laughs> because I'm sorry, before the preview of this episode last week was just a picture, a screenshot of Paperboy with a busted lip and a swollen eye looking directly into the camera and he's surrounded by trees. So... So people were people were kind of thrown. They were fuddled. they were like, "How? What? Why? What is he doing in the woods? What's going on?" Um, for those of you who are are not um, not part of the community, um, brothers and sisters, don't fuck with the woods.
0: Uh, it depends on the brother and the sister.
1: We don't fuck with the woods. We don't. We, we don't know where we at.
0: Let's put it that way. Fine, Brandon. Do you like camping? I like camping when it's like a like a nice shower. Sure, <sighs> <Short> Jan. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Why are you like this? <laughs> Why are you embarrassing me in front of the company? <laughs> Listen, just because I come from an island, it's all woods, though.
1: <laughs> Anywho, but um but yeah, um, like I said. Um it's 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 a it's basically it's a it's a moment of just relief for the character and he just breaks down. Mm-hmm. And then he decides, you know what? Whew. Let me go inside the seven eleven, get me a, 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 uh, a So, an ice. Put on my eye. Yeah.
0: And um and then out of
1: nowhere comes Billy Batson. Yeah. This uh, <laughs> the uh, stringy white boy sort of sort of basically just creeps up to him. You know, a little, a little nervous, a little awkwardly, and yeah. like, are you, are you paper, paper boy? boy? <laughs> and I'll, he, you see, you see the,
0: you see the acting. Brian Tyree Henry is a master actor. You watch his yeah. face. You see him go through the decision yeah. on his face. Literally, like, I'm gonna do it. Like, yeah, man, I'm paper boy. Yeah, you want a picture or something? And then white boy Billy was like, Yeah, I'm gonna come take
2: a picture.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the boy looks just like Billy Bass, that's why I say Brandon. Do you feel like as if at that point, Al, aka Pear Boy, he, he was at, he basically decided to change trajectory? Yes, he did. That's exactly what happened. It's almost like that the events of today just taught him that, yes, Sierra may be a shit person for how she treats other people. Th- for how mean- she treats other people. Other people. Okay. Right? Who are doing her feet right? She may be that kind of person. It may be transforming her. This celebrity may be transforming her into a monster. But maybe some of what she's saying... Has some validity to it. Has some of the... Exactly. Maybe if you take this on, you take this responsibility on, and probably you have the opportunity, in my opinion, to make it your own. Police your own self. (laughs) Check your own self. Yes, I am a celebrity. Yes, I am, I am popular. People recognize me in the streets. But what if I embrace it and also make sure that I don't let it sort of take over me, make sure it doesn't turn me into the things that I hate seeing from my, or my colleagues, my counterparts, people that I aspire, people that inspire me. Right. Or at least if I can compromise it in some way. Right. So that way I don't, yeah, I don't compromise myself, my sense of self, you know? Right. So I I feel like that was a really important lesson that he learned. Granted, I didn't appreciate the fact that he got mugged right. and got trying the force to do it. But at that point in the in that in that BP gas station, he he realized what people see and maybe he can. Use that to his advantage. Maybe, maybe he can, you know, he can exhibit some kind of a control over it instead of trying to run from it. Instead of trying to just be like, yeah, I'm just like you guys. Mm-hmm. You can act the celebrity, but still retain, like Brandon said, um, that sense of self. You don't compromise who you are. Right. So, so he takes some pictures with Billy, mm-hmm. that busted ass lip. Yeah.
0: I mean, you wanted to look real, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> that's real <laughs> from season one. And it's funny because he he turns around, he's like, and you he, uh, like, thanks, man. And he's like, be safe out there. Yeah, be safe <laughs> while you're in the streets. <laughs> and that was it.
2: Yeah,
1: this was a very straightforward episode, but it said a lot. Yeah, about who Al, aka Pure Boy, is, and I'm now curious to see. What happens next in terms of his his idea of what uh, um, him embracing his celebrity status means right. for and it's, it's for a, both it's, for both himself and for Earn? Yeah, it's been a thread too as well. What's been a thread?
0: Um, like throughout the episodes of him like struggling with that fame of this season, it's been like a recurring like it's been a hit on. Because we did see,
1: we did see in in episode two yeah. when when the guy when they were at the bar drinking. No, yeah, when they were at the yeah they were at a at a um was it at a bar at first. Yeah, I think it was at a bar. Yeah, and and basically he um Ern when that's, this is the part this is the episode where Ern tried to stun on everybody, and Ern was um you know basically complaining in the bar that hey it must be so awesome that everyone recognizes you it must be so cool to just. You know, to just not to to just be known for doing something great and just you know just be living a life. And Al basically tries his best to always, you know, say something to the effect of I don't really care about all that stuff, right? And right. also, if you really want to stunt on people, you need to not be trying so hard. <laughs> because that's that's that quote unquote is is what comes off as real or what comes off as cool. You know, what that's what people want to see, you know, want want to sort of um uh, they they want to see you kind of emulate it's that I'm I'm all that shit, but you know, it doesn't really affect me in that kind of way, you know, even though clearly we know it does. But that that's Al essentially. Um I'm trying to think of other examples, Brandon, throughout the the season so far where Al is talking about celebrity and whatnot. I think I think when he was in um Clark County studio, he felt kind of awkward about that too. Because yeah. if you think about it, Clark Conti, he is stunting on Pear Boy" by being, being all kinds of attitude. Yeah, even the even the Who" um, song is an annoying. It's like a it's like a mosquito. Yoo-hoo. It's like a real mosquito in your ear. If you think about it too, him. Maybe. um, wait, hold on a second. Him stunting on Pear Boy" by being rude and kind of passively aggressive yeah. to his his um his song guy. You know, is is it's kind of, you know, it 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 kind of if you notice it rubbed out the wrong way, yeah, right, and it made it made him feel kind of awkward about just
2: the whole thing. You know, is
1: that how people see me? Is that how is that how I want to be? Clearly not, right.
0: And and then the baby episode is is basically all of that put together because he's still trying to go to the same barber that he's been going to for a long time. He isn't he? Isn't he? He can't. I mean, obviously. He um, he hasn't have the. He is to the point where he's asked Bibby to be his own personal barber, and I mean, he yeah, also is not, too scared to leave. He's not Shaquille you know, O'Neal. yeah, because like you know black. Um. So, but yeah, because somebody like Paperboy would have like you know like maybe a barber they could at least call to the house at this point, but you know he's still trying to be keep it real. He's still trying to go through the same old barber he always has and everything. You know,
1: um, um, and Sierra is right. Some things in what your life has to change. Yeah.
0: And, and then when he didn't, didn't want to talk to baby's kid, you know, it's like, come in, come, in, come come um,
1: Inspire the youth. <laughs> yeah, some things in his life just have to change. Yeah, you have to change a couple of things. You know, um, you may not need to make drastic changes like Sierra has for her life, but you may want to consider um, approaching situations a little differently. Yeah. And, you know, maybe... Maybe going to certain places and dropping others, you know, maybe talking to, maybe associating with certain people from now on and dropping others. Not because you necessarily, quote unquote, dislike these people or not because you dislike these places, but because you understand your, your sort of your status in, in society right now, in current society, and you need to take responsibility for what that means, because if it wasn't for if if you had understood that, then chances are you would not have gotten mugged. Yes, you wouldn't have been out there. Yeah, you wouldn't have been out there. Do you see future just walking around, <laughs> just no, being no. like, "I'm just trying to be a real, uh, just trying to be real"? Can't I, can't I walk? What?
2: Your nope. your future. You can't just.
1: Uh, so so, it's one of those things. Like yes. Yes, you can be down to it and you can be real, but to a certain extent, time and place, mm-hmm. time and place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Brandon, what, where would you give this episode overall? A. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I, I, I give this episode an A. Were there any faults you felt with any direction or anything in the, in the episode? Oh that you might want to bring up? fault,
0: quote unquote, I would say, besides seeing that same tab logo behind them, uh, mm-hmm. they're on the car. Is that I wanted more, which is always a good thing. Yeah, for some reason, this episode felt really short to me
1: um, because it, feel- it grabbed you and it had you, in, you involved and it didn't let you go. I think, yeah, I think it's because I was, my heart was beating for for, for <laughs> like it, it. The tension was the tension was high. Yeah, you know, you are in a forest. You don't know what's going on. You hear voices. You see an, a a vagrant, an old vagrant man. Yeah. He's high, but he's spotting. He's putting some, some, some there's some truth to what he's saying. You, you don't know if he actually knows knows you or is it just that he's just getting lucky on the predictions about what he's t- saying about you. Yeah. You know, then you see, you see dead animals, you see, you see, uh, you know, it's just, you feel very disoriented and discombobulated. And then suddenly you're back in, quote unquote, the real world. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well. Uh, that's uh, that's it for now. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up, Brandon. Um, where can the good people find us online?
0: Uh, you can find us all at the Say Something Nice podcast, com. all social media under the handle at ssnpodcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and everywhere else great podcasts are found.
1: All right. Well, uh, next week um, we'll be Reviewing the next episode, episode 9. And um, until then, uh, y'all, y'all keep it safe out there. <laughs> yeah. Peace.